0: The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.
1: You know my name, look up the number. You! You! You know any phone number without looking at your phone, Andrew?
0: Oh, sure. I know plenty of phone numbers.
1: I know one or two or okay, three. All family. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know family. Um, uh, what was the Mets ticket number?
1: Seven one eight 507 tixx 7-TIXX. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I guess yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. that. Yeah, um... one phone call in j- your jail. You get one phone call like, ah... Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh, I was with some people over the weekend at a wedding, and it was people I used to go to college with, and we did uh radio, uh, did college radio, and they were like, "Do you remember the phone number?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, uh, well, I know the yeah. phone number," I just rattled it off the top of my dome. You gave it out a
1: lot, i imagine, uh, on the Every, air. Sure,
0: I, but I didn't want anyone to call me, but sure, I would. <laughs> well, I I'd, I'd listen to your request. It, I it was not not I was not obligated to play it.
1: So this song, the B-side of Let It Be, pure, unadulterated silliness. Oh, boy. So, of course, (laughs) this was made all the way back in 1967 when the lads were still getting along. It's a fun one. Each section has a catchy rhythm to it. I guess I wonder what serious song they could have come up with with the melodies, especially the first part with the piano. Do, 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 do. It's the Beatles goofing off and flexing a bit because it's not easy to recite the same eight words pretty much for over four bits without it getting old. Um, Monty Python was definitely influenced by some of the gibberish voices. I remember that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, hashtag Beatles invented comedy. Hashtag nevermind. Python debuted the year before, 1969. Speaking of, <laughs> isn't it a coincidence it clocks in at four minutes and 20 seconds exactly? Well, John initially wanted to pair this with What's the New Mary Jane. So you tell me.
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the most throwaway of all throwaway B-sides. <laughs> like this track reminds me of like the early Christmas postcards that mm-hmm. they would make mm-hmm. where it's kind of silly, it's a bit manic and you could tell they're all having, you know, having a good time just you know, doing some nonsense in the studio. Uh What I love about it is that it feels like you're kind of like walking through a house, and you're just looking at v- different variations of a theme for when you go from each door. Hmm. It's like open the door here. Oh, it's a nightclub. You know. Oh, it's a it's a it's a saloon ballad thing. You know, like the look with the piano, like the piano part at the very beginning. It's like that's the best hook that they came up with, and Absolutely. then they just evolve from yeah. there. But anyway, that's how I picture this this song, and it does balance the the seriousness of its A side. Yeah. Like in like I know like I think the way that John put it on the uh, sandwiching it between the two throwaways on the actual album.
1: Did get it Baggy Bay? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was kind of you know it's kind of a dick move, <laughs> but this it's like. Hey, we have nothing else. We literally have nothing else. Yeah, we recorded it three years ago. Here it is,
1: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles.
1: You cool? Um, that when you were talking about every room having a different aspect to it, like that reminded me of an episode of Girls when they went to a play that was performed in, uh, in an apartment building. And like each apartment mm. building had its own little one-act deal going on, and you would go from room to room. And I assume that's based off of like actual play, plays to do that. Um, I've
0: been, I've been to a place that's done that that has done that where I've like walked into like a house and it's like there's a seat like you're there's people just doing a thing, and you just kind of like are observing. It, it was it was pretty wild. <laughs> Like, oh, we're watching this card game. Like it was it kinda like took place in like the like it was like speakeasy kind of
1: days. Oh, okay. So they were there was cheating probably. Oh for sure. Oh, cool. And someone got pretty mad. One of the strangest songs of the Beatles' entire canon. You know my name, Look Up the Number was originally recorded in sixty seven, but remained unreleased released until the Let It Be single three years later. A multi part song containing a nightclub cabaret pastiche and a host of silly voices and effects. You Know My Name, Look Up the Number was recorded in the weeks following the completion of Sgt. Pepper album. By this time, the Beatles had lost some of their focus and were experimenting with whatever songwriting recording techniques.
0: Oh, you don't say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Paul said John had arrived one night with this song, which was basically a mantra. You Know My Name, Look Up the Number. And I never knew who he was aiming that at. It might have been an early signal to Yoko. It was John's original idea, and that was the complete lyric. He brought it in originally as a 15-minute chant when he was in space cadet mode. And we said, well, what are we going to do with this then? And he said, it's just like a mantra. So we said, okay, let's just do it. Uh, John said the song was inspired by a slogan on the front of the London Telephone Directory for 1967. Yes, kids, there used to be a uh, a book which had people's phone numbers in it. yeah, uh, Which John had seen at McCartney's house. John said, that was a piece of unfinished music I turned into a comedy record with Paul. I was waiting for him in his house. I guess he had the key. And I saw the phone book was on the piano with, you know the name, look up the number. That was like a logo, and I just changed it. It was going to be a Four Tops kind of song. The chord changes are like that. But it never developed, and we made a joke of it. Brian Jones is playing saxophone on it. It's true. Can we
0: just pause for one second? Yes. You know... Putting that as like the slogan on the on a phone book is is pretty funny. You know the name, look up the number. Like that's a word, aggressive. Like, yeah, little aggressive. It's like a New Yorker thing. Hey, look, you know the name. Hey, it's a
1: freaking yellow pages. Look up the number. <laughs> that's all you gotta do. Two steps.
0: It's like uh, it'd be like a, a good like a electric electric company. Hey, you know our name, or a lawyer. Like hey, you know my name. Look up my number.
1: Better call Saul. Back
0: Back after this. Uh, in
1: 1988, Paul somewhat unexpectedly named this song as his favorite by the Beatles. Excuse me? Uh, Paul said, if people are only just discovering the B-sides of Beatles singles. They're only just discovering things like You Know My Name, Look Up The Number. Probably my favorite Beatles track, just because it's so insane. All the memories. The
0: uh, okay.
1: Yeah. That, that's him probably trying to sound cool and hip and uh, also, like he, one of the last positive memories with the group, maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe, or maybe he's just trying to take the piss out of an interview because he he loved to do that.
1: Yes, he did. <laughs> Part two of the song, which was later edited out at John's behest, repeated the mantra to his ska backing. What's his What's his problem? This was restored in 1996 in a new stereo mix prepared for Anthology Two.
0: Beatles invented ska.
1: I know you're joking, but the, the the bridge in I Call Your Name, Waska, 1964, hashtag Beatles. I have League. in my
0: hand. <laughs> Sorry. You all should look up uh, Rock Rod Roll if you haven't already.
1: The third part was the nightclub section introduced by Leonard with the words Good Evening and Welcome to Slaggers, featuring Dennis O'Bell. O'Dell was a fictional lounge singer character played by McCartney. The name was similar to film producer Dennis O'Dell, who had worked on A Hard Day's Night and with John on How I Won the War. Oh, and Dennis O'Dell said, O'Dell later produced Magical Mystery Tour and became the head of Apple Films. Following the song's release in 1970, he received a spate of phone calls from Beatles fans who took the song's invitation literally. There were so many of them. My wife started going out of her mind. Neither of us knew why this was suddenly happening. Then I happened to be in one Sunday, and happened to be in one Sunday, and picked up the phone myself. It was someone on LSD calling from a candle making factory in Philadelphia, and he just kept saying, "We know your name, and now we've got your number." It was only through talking to the person that I established what it was all about. Then Ringo, who I'd worked with on the film *The Magic Christian*, played me the track, and I realized why I'd been getting all these mysterious phone calls. Can you imagine?
0: Well, it's like if you had if you had if your name was Jenny and you had eight six
1: seven five three. If you had the phone Correct. number eight six seven five three zero nine, I got it on the wall. I got it. Jeez, I got, I got it from a good time call. So yeah, Brian Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. He played the sax on this. Um, that was pretty random. Yeah. Jeff Everick's talked about it. Uh, you can read about it if you want. Um, on November 26, 1969, John edited the song from 6 minutes and 8 seconds to 4 minutes and 19 seconds on Spotify. it's 4 minutes and 20 seconds with the intention of releasing it as a plastic Ono Band single with What's the New Mary Jane on the B-side. What's the New Mary Jane you could hear on the Anthology uh, album. The idea was vetoed by the other Beatles, and you know my name, look up the number. Eventually became the B side of Let It Be. Love count zero, Josie Scale. This is a fun one. It's not like was it wasn't a drag to listen to. No. No. But it's still not as good as your love, buddy. I'd feel like it was a, a Josie. Yeah,
0: I agree. This I mean, I think you, you put the nail you you put the nail on the head, it feels like it's a Python track. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. And then obviously, you know, knowing the relationship that George would have with them later, you can kind of get a preview of that here. But yeah, it's a Josie. It's a throwaway. But, you know, you know where it is. Look up the song on Spotify.
1: Not as catchy.
0: The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love?